Welcome to Becoming Christlike right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministry. I'm Derek Hutchison sitting here with my sister in Christ, Don Orr. Jimbo's in the producer's booth. It is Friday, June 12th. 2015. Yes. June 12th. It's a nice day. And it's still raining. It's cloudy. It's cool. Yeah. But it's just going to make it hot and muggy later. I know. By doing that. And that's hard. And here's the bad thing about it. Well, there's a number of bad things about it. But, and we talk about this all the time, down here in southeastern Colorado, excuse me, uh, we need the rain, mm-hmm. and we got the rain. We've gotten yeah. the rain. Glory. And then uh, it gets to a point where we start complaining that it's too much rain. Give us a few days off here, Lord, please. And then uh, the rain doesn't keep the heat down. Oh, no. Nothing. And then the heat, heat comes, down. and then it turns like, you know, my home state of Indiana. And then it turns like Louisiana. And then it turns like Asana. Yes. And then the mosquitoes come in. Oh, they're nasty. The gnats are bad, too. Other than that, I'm very positive about the weather. I'm very positive. You know what? Between this little slack time, we got one field of hay put up. So I'm very okay. happy today. And I'm sure that the and, – and we still have more coming down the mountain. Now, that's not going to run down our streets, but it's going to help farmers, I I believe. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we doesn't get extra help, water. Yeah, we get extra snow water. Melt? Yeah. <laughs> help. In fact, the – and I think I said this uh, to somebody else when we were doing a show. In fact – the uh, Pikes Peak Hill Climb, they are shoveling snow to really? do the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. Yeah, oh. there's still snow up on, on the mountain. It is so gorgeous up there. I've been up there once. It is. So, you know, I think it's raining everywhere. Yep. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can go to bemorechristlike.com. Bemorechristlike.com. It's got everything that you'd ever need to know about becoming Christ-like has all of our shows on it. Uh, you can you can navigate your way through. Uh, you can also uh, find us on your mobile device at m.bemorechristlike.com. You can listen to the show, prayer requests, add your name to our email list, all kinds of things, um, prayer requests. Check that out. You can also find us on our Facebook at Becoming Christ-like and our Twitter account, which is Christ-like today, Christ-like today. That is a very active. Yes. Uh, we talk about that all the time. Although during the summer, everybody's a little bit busier nobody on look, other things. Yeah, nobody looks at Facebook. I don't. I Facebook don't. is down. Twitter stays about the same, but there's less a conversation on there. People are out doing things, and they yeah. have less to say. Yeah. I don't no. know. But then you start getting you start getting things like uh, going to get a popsicle. <laughs> You know, we I, needed that nut muggy though. I know. I have my I I have my my issues with Twitter. But, but see, I don't get that kind of stuff. Mine is all a response to positive, godly inspiration, spirit filled yes. talk. Yes. So check it out. Uh, Christ like today at the Twitter. Becoming Christ like at Facebook. Be more Christ like at uh, or be more Christ like dot com on the interwebbery again check it out on the mobile phone too you can take that anywhere with you you can listen to us all the time go back listen to all the shows um go and do that um we have been discussing this whole idea of what's wrong with the church um we it, 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 over the 
So that's where you are at in the middle of uh, uh, in the middle of that discussion. But before we get started with any of that, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Gracious Father, once again, we come before you on this Friday, and we thank you for this time. We pray that indeed our words might be your words, that uh, you might be glorified. We pray, Father God, as we we look into our hearts, uh, into the heart of your church, that it might represent you, that the love that flows forth from it might be your love, um, that that which we seek might be what you want for us. So, Father God, give us uh, peace during this time. Give us good words so that all we say in word and deed would indeed glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, there's this uh, there's this thing that we do um, here on Becoming Christ, like we started doing this. It's called the Christian Newsroom. And I always go through and pick out a... a <laughs> a, a news item of some sort, and it may be that it's uh, something that's going on right now in society. It may. Last week we had uh, the good Reverend Doctor M. J. Romano on, who is the pastor of First Presbyterian Church here in La Junta, Colorado, and and I was telling you about a site that that she. Uh, yes. Suggested to me, I had I'd always been uh, a big fan of re- real clear politics, but did not know that there was also attachment to real clear religion. For those of you who want to check that out, all you have to do is go to be, uh, bemorechristlike.com. Down at the bottom, we have a link to real clear religion. They have all kinds of different things in there, and we said this last week. But I, And so I was looking on it uh, this week and uh, came across... Uh, an article that's that's about uh, Christians do the darndest thing. <laughs> True. And Christians say the darndest things. And what it was, um, and, and so for those of you who might be watching on YouTube, you'll see this Baptist church, uh, Beulah Hill Baptist Church, a little sign that says, God does not make mistakes, and mistakes is spelled M-I-S-T-E-A-K-S. <laughs> But these are not so much funny things that they do, but some of them are just things that are attached to religion. And the reason I brought this up and wanted to use this kind of story today is because I think it goes along with uh, kind of what we're talking about in the area of what's wrong with the church. And we've talked about this a, a number of times. Ask one person what's wrong with the church and you'll get one thing. Ask um, another person, uh, conservative theology, liberal theology. And uh, last week we talked much about the conservative theology um, and ECO leaving First Press or, or leaving PCUSA. And uh, hopefully next week uh, we'll have uh, Pastor Charles Kelly on. We're hoping from First Presbyterian Church in Los Animas, him or being a pastor of a church that is in PCUSA, we're hoping uh, that we can get him on, and one of more of a liberal theology. Mm-hmm. Ask either one of those, and they'll give you probably some of the very same answers, but some of uh, the different answers. And I think a lot of the times the conservative individual in the church will say, it's the liberal theology that's killing us. And that's what's wrong with the church. And some will say, ask the ones in the liberal camp, and they will say, the it's the conservatives right. uh, that are killing us. 
either way, we look like dummies to the rest of the world. I agree. I think that we do. And so some of these things that Christians do now, this isn't all Christians, but it does fall within the religious area. These are some of the things that that we do within religion that society looks at and says, hmm. you guys are wacky. Yeah, and you're doing it in the name of religion, and so there's 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 kind of a list. I like the name of they, religion instead of a, for Christ. Right, <laughs> at least that right. sounded better. Now, with in the first one they have, and this is done within the Christian, uh, it, it, under the Christian banner. Let's put it, snake handling. Have you seen uh, that? Oh, I have. Yeah, they they do the snake handling, and and that's part of their. Um, uh, worship that's that's part of their things the whole idea of doing and i think that's one of the most common ones when you think of far right crazy <laughs> i wasn't even gonna say right take religion. that out of there just say make it crazy <laughs> yeah it's just it kind of thing but it's it's done it's done in churches and done in some churches not all churches but snake handling um they they do it and and society looks at us and says <laughs> and and what really gets me is then you we begin to get lumped in okay that's that's something you well it's not something that that we do but people look at it in society and say, that's oh, what they do yeah. they've seen it and goes oh yeah, yeah. that that's it. the second one that they have is called puppet mass <laughs> <laughs> i have never seen that one Never ever. It 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 uh, it really it goes along with the Catholic Church and the mass that they have, the liturgy that they have, the um, the the kind of the stringent structure of it and and everything. This was the one. The next one though is it was interesting to me, very interesting to me, because it gives you a little bit of an idea where real clear religion is is going a little bit but but the third one that they have under under their their heading of christians do the darndest thing is prosperity gospel oh that's always been a good one for you it is it's something that uh really we've talked about it before but mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting that it fell under that that kind of idea of the darndest things and of course prosperity gospel is is the whole idea of of the sharing of the talents and and <laughs> the idea that God wants you to prosper, which He does, um, but that which you give will re be returned a hundred, a thousand. Prosperity says ten thousand. Send in this, and you'll get back that. Almost the cosmic butler that says, "This is what I want." God. They kind of missed the spiritual realm in that, didn't they? Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that society looks at and says, you know what, that's what's wrong with your church. That's what's wrong with your church. And perhaps it is one of the things that's wrong but with our church. But people have bought into that. If I, if I follow Christ, my life is going to be easy, and if they read the Bible, they're going to find out that's not true. But that's that is what you want to fall into under that prosperity gospel. And one of the things that, that really bothers me is the whole idea that God that that God is saying to us, the more you give to God, the more He will bless you. Now that's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? it? It is because it depends on what kind of blessing you're talking about, yeah. worldly or spiritually right. with right. Him. Right. Um, 
I believe that God, it, it, and what it does is it then, it then places the onus of the blessing upon us, that we now, in in a way that we now control the the amount of that blessing we get, that we can get, right. or that God can give to us, in the fact of oh you're not being blessed you're not doing enough for God, do it like like it's a little meter that we just put more money if you put more money, money in it you you'll get more. a bigger blessing mm-hmm. from it. I think society says does that, and because one of the things that <clears throat> that we will talk about in this whole area of what's wrong with the church is is from a vantage point of society. When people who are outside the church, who are non-believers, look at the church, I want to at some point in time look at and and try and figure out how they would answer that question. How does how does society answer the question of what's wrong with the church? And I think some of these things well, that we we're looking went at through that, yeah, yeah, and it's just it, we've killed ourselves with sure. them, absolutely, sure. And so um, <laughs> another one is baptism by proxy. Um, I don't know if you've you. No, that sounds very strange. And, and I'll read it. Baptism is is a, a ritual normally reserved for the living, but Mormons baptize dead people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the purpose is well to save them. I mean, you got to be baptized. The whole thing of you got to be baptized, and if you died, um, here's a good example because I think people could throw this in. The Catholic Church is obviously infant baptism. You've got if you don't if you don't have it, boy, you're doomed. Well, an example would be okay. Somebody died and they did they weren't baptized, but we can now go in and pray for them and baptize them in death, and then they're okay. Mm. And again, you know, I want to say that obviously we don't ascribe to that. That is one of the darndest things that. That the Mormon Church and does. is that their Bible is different than ours? So no, they that, have the same Bible that we okay. do. They just have their their uh, attachments uh, to it, like the Book of Order. The they book, have another. One. And they is have that a in book their Book of Mormon? Is that in their Book of Mormon that you says that? I'm not quite sure where that's pulled from. Whether it's yeah. pulled from the Book of Mormon, whether it's pulled from the uh, the Pearl of Great Price. Uh, whether it's actually pulled, here's the. Weird, I would like to see the scripture, the uh, <laughs> scripture it's referenced to. Here's the strange thing, and we talk about this all the time. Uh, it may be something that they found in in scripture in in the Bible. It's just they're reading it differently. I don't oh, know the interpretation. We're back to. But it looks uh, self-flagellation. The whole idea. Uh, Pope John did that, but that whole idea of. I must feel what Christ felt, so I whip myself. Um, mm. uh, obviously, no, thank you. Yeah, they look at that and say, um, uh, society looks at that and says, okay, that's not right. A lot of the things that, and this is a very common one, um, not only with Jehovah Witnesses, but with some people, is the whole idea of blood transfusions. They won't do them. Um, they 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 won't do them, and so some of them won't go to the doctor even or, for like skin cancer or glasses, right? Or um, immunizations, those mm-hmm. types of things. Mm-hmm. And then a child dies, or someone dies, and society looks at us and says, "That's what you do in the name of your God." Yeah, I think there was one not too long ago where the child had cancer, and they wouldn't do the chemo, and right. they uh, put it through the court system to make it happen, right? Uh, another one that they put in there is called the E-meter, which runs through Scientology, 
which you can hook yourself up to. And it gives you the readings kind of from your aura, and it's just kind of crazy. Mm, um, super But I think the, the yeah. But I think the point that uh, that Real Clear Religion wanted to make was this whole idea that we do within the body of Christ do the darndest things that. Although those people who are doing them sincerely believe sincerely believe them, yes, they do give out um, this craziness vibe to society. So what's wrong with the church? What you just said. <laughs> <laughs> but and and uh, another thing that and as we get into to talk about this is the whole idea of one we as a body can't really agree on what's wrong with the church because if you were to go let's just say go to the individuals and and say you know what you got to have a blood transfusion that they would say you know what you're what's wrong with the church you need to believe this we are very strong in our beliefs one way or another whichever way we lean wherever we sit that to believe that we have it right instead of saying our as faith a, says right instead of saying are the body of Christ okay we've got it right um we we nitpick within each other mm-hmm. one of the things that i wanted to do today and and like i said we're going to be bringing on uh pastor charles kelly who is more of the the liberal theology minded as we had uh the reverend dr mj romano on more of the conservative although i'm not going to paint her into that corner because I'm sure that um, there are she be, she believes as she believes and I don't want to pigeonhole her and say conservative or liberal I wanted to bring up and talk about that idea because you cannot avoid uh, that part of a discussion when you were talking about what's wrong with the church you cannot gloss over the idea of conservative and liberal theology. A lot of people want to, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that. I agree, and I think talking is what opens our minds and let us define ourselves and what we believe. Right, and I've shared this with on, on the show on a number of our shows. Uh, when, when Charles and I get together, we are very, uh, very different in our thinking, um, him being very liberal, myself being very conservative, but yet agreeing on on a, a number of items. Uh, but one of the things that I think is wrong with the church is we recognize the conservative liberal, but we don't talk about that. We fight about those things, and and you are and and you can be very easily identified as conservative or liberal just by a couple things that come out of your mouth. So another thing, we, we fuel the fire instead of solving the problem with unity. When we, when we d- don't right. discuss, we fight, we right. make the problem worse. Last week we talked with MJ about the whole idea of unity in, in the context of a division between the church of PCUSA and ECO. Mm-hmm. That... That in itself, and I don't even think we ever used the terminology, but that was a conservative liberal theology. It was. That was what it was. Yeah, that's on. what it was. That's what it was about. Some mm-hmm. people would say, 
Well, it's no. I, I think those are for, for the people who really want to dig into the theology and say, well, really, what Barman said and, and Marx, you know, layman's terms for for what the everyday Joe and Jane yes. think about. It's conservative and liberal. That's right. That's what it is about. Um, I hate to use those terms as as a division that to say that you are either one or the other. That's not true at all. Yeah, because you can go one side on one topic and fluctuate yeah. all through. Even in the political spectrum, I know a lot of individuals who are liberal in their political thinking, but fiscal conservatives. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. it's exactly. And, and so we're not trying to say that you are either one or the other in in the body of Christ. That's not true. But when you think about the main tenets of your of your theology of what we believe and it doesn't have to be a creator of disunity or dissent or contention but we would be lying to ourselves if we didn't say it is and that's one of the things that's wrong with the church i i sometimes think i know i i had written down for mj and i didn't talk to her about it, birds of a feather flock together sure and i think sometimes instead of having all the fighting and mm-hmm. the tension in the church and that disruption and that ruining of the worship that it's okay to split sure. i mean i look back through and look at uh, martin luther splitting off and calvin and all these people and that's exactly what they did to keep their faith and to keep the fighting down down and, right. and to proceed on yeah. with their beliefs. And I read a, a great book. I wish I could remember who the, the author was, but uh, it was entitled How to Lead a Purple Congregation. Oh, that's cool. And what it talked about was obviously the red and the blue mm-hmm. coming together. Right. How do you lead a congregation that is made up of so many different conservatives and liberals? And I'm going to say this, and and it, this, is, this is probably where, because it, when we started this, this discussion of what's wrong with the church, we first said, you know, we're probably going to upset some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the opinions that we give here on on becoming Christ-like are obviously our own. They are hopefully backed by Scripture, um, but they are our own. And I think one of the problems that we have and one of the things that uh, that's wrong with the church is that within the church, we have so many different people. That's a great thing. That's not what's wrong with the church. But when we start making lists of things that we're not going to discuss, the church is made up of people, and therefore, when it's made up of people, it is made up of different ideas, different beliefs. Mm -hmm. And when we say to ourselves, okay, so-and-so sitting in the pew may be liberal in their political ideology, and -and so-and-so may be conservative in their ideology. And then to say, we don't discuss that. We don't talk... But that's the biggest thing. You're not supposed to discuss politics and religion. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about standing up in the pulpit and giving (laughs) a, a rousing... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about one of the problems I believe in the church is that we don't want to recognize that mm-hmm. because anger comes about because of that, mm-hmm. because of not only and, and we, we've seen it in you see it in every church. 
there is the idea of, yes, we go to the same church, but you know what? So-and-so voted for Obama. Mm-hmm. And, and you think, okay, that has nothing to do with them as a Christian. And then, and then you begin talking about uh, hometown things. You begin talking about the farm bill, or you start talking about water rights here and <laughs> ah, that's bad. those types of things. And liberal ideology comes out in conservative. And now I'm angry with it's you. Personal. Now it's personal. And that, but that's where we defeated the thing of love, acceptance, of forgiveness of everybody in the church, which is the Christ-like attitude. That that's exactly right. We miss we miss that. So I'm not saying that politics trumps religion, but what I'm saying is, one of the things that's wrong with the church is that politics trumps religion. Mm-hmm. It just it just. I don't know if it's politics or our emotions. Okay, yeah, that's because, good point. because because if 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 it trumped it, that means the emotions took over and the 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 human side come out instead of the God side. I, of I absolutely agree with you because what that causes then is anger. Mm-hmm. It, it causes anger. Now, so the big thing is that you always look at and you say, okay, then what do we do? What do we do about this? Uh, and, and Charles and I have talked about it uh, on numerous occasions, the, the idea of how do we maintain unity? How do you have your beliefs and my beliefs? And we still get along. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's hard. And, and one of the things that I believe is wrong with the church is that we fail to address that. Mm-hmm. And and here's where I'm going to get yelled at by somebody. We cloak it under love your neighbor. But that's exactly what we do. Instead of the acceptance, right. we hide it. We cloak it under love your neighbor. And that becomes an umbrella that then, no, not an umbrella. It becomes a door. Where, whereby we let so many things happen. And since it is referenced back to the most, maybe one of the most powerful things that Jesus ever told us to do, it's okay then. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love, acceptance, grace. But we don't. Has be, has become one, a rally cry that we ignore, but two, an excuse to allow everything. So we allow sin in that at the same time in that same sentence, though. Yes. We do. And that's where you split. We do allow the distortions of Scripture. Liberal theology and conservative theology. That's a blanket statement, and that may be an unfair statement, but I made it, and I'm not a theologian. I'm just a guy you who know, likes to be we unfair. Are brought up, <laughs> we were brought up to do this, because when I was a kid, yeah. I was brought up, okay, so you're friends with so-and-so who drinks, mm-hmm. but you don't go out drinking with them, but you can do homework with them. Sure. 
you go. So for me, I had a variety of friends that I would do some things with and not other things yeah. with for that same thing. So that's basically what we're talking about yeah. here in a sense. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to try a little bit to, to explain what I'm saying because on the surface, it sounds like I'm a meat uh, a mean elitist that says guard your Christian church doors uh, so that sinners will not be let in. And obviously, no. that's not what I'm saying. You let them in. But if we don't address this, the idea of liberal, conservative, um, at least on, on a very uh, surface-type basis, then we're missing one of what I think is the great um, problems Maybe in the church today. I would say guard your leadership, not sure. your door. And we're going to talk about that. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about uh, this, this whole idea of conservative theology, liberal theology, how we sometimes move back and forth in it, and the danger that it can cause between individuals, between churches, between denominations, mm -hmm. uh, between people in denominations, and why we should talk about it. Uh, so stay with us on the other side of the break. You're listening to Becoming Christlike right here on Blog Talk Radio. The mist from the morning dew, and the sun peeks out over the horizon. A new day has dawned, and a new chance presents itself a chance to once again do battle. The lush green grass of the Midwest farmland lies in wait, guarded by the beaches filled with the sands of time after time after time. You unsheath your weapon of choice and lash out at the enemy before you, and for hours you navigate the landmines, cursing and praising in the same breath. But in the end, whether in victory or defeat, you vow to wake in the morning and do it all over again. Just four miles north of Marion, Indiana, lies a battlefield. A battlefield not just of bunkers and waters, but a battlefield of the mind. A battlefield where people come to discover the best in themselves. Where courage is tested as each round of the enemy is faced. Arbor Trace Golf Course. Come play around. Because in golf, the more you play, the luckier you get. Each day I'll do. A golden bee by helping those who are in need. My life on earth is but a stand, and so I'll do the best I can. Last evening, sun. Is sinking low a few more days, and I must go to meet the deed that I have done, where there will be no setting sun while going down. Life's weary road. I'll try to help some troubles low. I'll try to turn the night to day. 
Like flowers bloom along the way. Last evening sun is sinking low. A few more days and I must go to meet the deep that I Christ-like on the road less traveled. Blog Talk Radio. So you thought you had to keep this up. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like right here on Blog Talk Radio and the road less traveled. We're talking about things that are wrong with the church. We're getting into a little bit of the idea of conservative theology, liberal theology, and both of those theologies are what's wrong with the church. Um, in the in the fact of we one we don't talk about them, we don't want to recognize them, we don't believe that they have a place in the church, and you hear it a lot, and and I totally I totally believe it is the whole idea that you hear Jesus was not a Republican or, or a Democrat. Well, of course he wasn't because they didn't have political parties back, back when. Then. And and you try and figure out now, we, we, we get into this heated debate of if Jesus were alive today and here on earth, would he be a Republican or would he be a Democrat? I think he would be so disgusted with all the other things. I don't think he would care about those things. Does that mean that it's not important in the way that, that – of course not. You can think what you want. You can be a conservative. You can be a liberal. You can be an independent. We have to function in this world. Yeah, you can be a libertarian. You can be, you, you know, whatever. a who cares kind of person. <laughs> um, you can be whatever you want. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm really talking about is the danger that exists within the church because of our beliefs and how it causes the disruption, how it causes anger, how it causes us to turn on one another and how from within we destroy the body of Christ. Yeah. 
I say this on the Derek and George show all the time. Republicans are very good at it when it comes to campaigns. Um, but it happens too. Within the body of Christ, what we like to do is eat our young. <laughs> in, the, in the fact of we spend more time just trying to destroy each other than we do trying to share the gospel and show the world what Christ is. We spend much more time um, being angry at each other than railing out and and fighting the spiritual warfare that that God calls us to do. And you and do believe fight. there is spiritual Absolutely. warfare. Because, Absolutely. Because you know there is there is a sense that uh I think it was sixty four percent don't even believe in that there is a devil. Sure. That it's that it's an analogy of. Sure. And there was like sixty some percent feel there's a presence but it's it's not a right. spiritual realm. Right. Just of the sinful things. MJ uh remarked and commented on it last week and referenced it last week, the idea how how irate we were when a member of PCUSA, a pastor of PCUSA, mm-hmm. came out and said, I'm not sure I really believe there is a God. And we all flipped. Mm-hmm. And we should have flipped. I mean, uh, well, and they say they don't believe the creation story. Yeah. That's the other one of that. Yeah. That's the big one. When you talk about the whole idea of some of the things, we can at least agree on on that. You know, it, that is a conversation that rages within even gun right owners. You know, we can discuss whether or not you should be able to carry an AR-15 or whether you can carry a Glock on your, on, uh, on your belt loop or whether or not you need ammunition. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think we can all agree that we shouldn't sell, everyone shouldn't be allowed to walk around with grenade launchers <laughs> Absolutely. and RPGs. And, I, and we shouldn't sell mortars to children. I mean, there are certain things that just we know. just know and, and we can agree on. doesn't matter what side of the aisle, doesn't matter your theology. We should be able to agree that if we're all in the body of Christ, one of the things that we can hang our hat on is that there is a God. And yet, it is debatable. Now. It is debatable now. Sixty percent is over half. Unbelievable to me. Scary to me. Yeah, unbelievable to me. Definitely one of the things that. And then again, it is cloaked under this idea of open-mindedness. Don't bow down to open-mindedness when it comes to Scripture. I put that on Twitter. (laughs) Right. And it's really one of the things that bothers me that now if you come out and say, um, you know what, I'm I'm open to this now. I'm open to that perhaps there isn't a God, that, that now society believes now we are somehow moving further and closer and closer to an enlightenment. That the ways of what you use, that if you still believe the things of the good old days, let's call them, that somehow you are stuck in the mud, that you are, um, that you aren't participating in this ever-moving, 
journey towards enlightenment, that God wants us to get smarter and smarter and more open and more open. Now, I don't disagree that God wants us to get smarter and smarter and more as long open. As it's more Christ-like. Exactly, <laughs> is, is that idea. I had said before we went to the break this whole idea that the phrase, love your neighbor, that love and grace and acceptance and forgiveness is. And here's the phrase that I'm going to use. And this is where it's it's going to blow up. This is where I begin to either sound partisan or close-minded or uh, to some like an idiot. The terms grace, love, forgiveness have been hijacked, hijacked by liberal theology for the purpose of forwarding an agenda. Uh-oh, there it is. Okay, but they just forgot to add justice in there. Sure. That that's, God is that's, also a God of that's justice. Right. That's right. Now, again, I'm not saying that if you are liberal in your theology that you did that. I am talking about in a broad sense, just like, just like the liberal theology would say conservatism in their theology has hijacked the words justice yes. and all those things to impose um, a man-made or self-made ideology upon individuals in the body of Christ. That's what they would. That's what they would they say. Would say. Mm-hmm. That's what they would, and they would have. And in truth, it's a balance of both, right? Because, well, absolutely. Because, because, because if you're too far on the gray side, you're too accepting of the sin. Right. And if you're too far on the justice side, you're yeah. not loving and not forgiving. And we talked about this during the break, and and I'm and I'm going to get into it right now. One of the things because we continue to list these idea of of what's wrong with the church, and we're throwing things out and throwing out ideas. And we talked about this during the break. One of the things I think is wor- is just dooming, dooming the church today are half truths. I hate them because they sound truth. And and both sides and the middle, the far left, the far right, and I'm talking about theology wise, uh, the far left, the far right, the center just to the sides of the center, moderate whatevers, believers and unbelievers, uh, casual and committed, all these people within the body of Christ, we are hiding behind these Mm half-truths. Because to say love and grace and forgiveness and mercy and not include justice, is a half truth, and to stand up and proclaim the uh, the gospel of justice, the gospel of righteousness, the gospel of sin recognition, and not include grace, love, and mercy and forgiveness is a half truth. Yes. And so, right now is my second statement that will get us. Right now, the body of Christ is a body of half truths. I agree. And we're the ones that are instigating it. We're, it's not. It's not that we're letting society decide what our ha- our truth is and what. It, I, I don't. It's I don't individual. Think that. It's it's individual. It's our integrity. We are Bible picture pickers. We are scripture pickers. 
and we take what we want when it fits what we believe and we use it and and wield it the way that we've even out of context yeah they can be talking to something so totally different that's why it's so important to know the books of the Bible, what they're referring to, because a lot of like Paul's, are, his letters are answers to questions that were asked. So you kind of have to get in there and, and really discern yeah. what, what they're talking about instead of twisting it to be whatever you want it to go for. So here's my third and final statement, Ooh, that, and, okay. and I've saved the, the worst for last. Okay. This is, I think this is going to be a thinker for you. Okay. And uh, I may retract it later. I don't know. <laughs> that means we're having a hearty discussion afterward. Here's, this is what I believe is the one of the biggest and perhaps the cause of all of this. We, as the body of Christ, spend too much time seeking the word of God instead of the voice of God. Hmm. I think about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that. The word of and God what I mean word. by that is this. We, and we've talked about, you know, let's, let's just use something that we all know. We're not going to shy away from it. We, we talk about the gay and lesbian thing within the Presbyterian church, within all churches. I'm going to use that as an example simply because we all know that, and I think the listeners know that. Um, but with this, baptism, whatever, um, Within that, and I and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I sat in a Presbyterian meeting when we were when we were voting, and and individuals came up both pro and con against in ordination, and used the same exact scripture. scripture. Now, I am not saying that we shouldn't. The Word of God isn't alive and what I think though is we spend too much time trying to interpret what God is trying to tell us through it and not enough time asking and listening for what he's trying to tell us. We, we, we say, I pick up scripture and I read it. And okay, God moves me and he encourages me and he inspires me. Of course he does. But why then do we always stop and say, you know what? It's, it's much like trying to figure out what an author meant in the writing of a book instead of calling the author and asking them what they meant. We don't seek the voice of God enough. We rely on the word of God too, too much. And that's, okay. that, that's where people are going to say, well, wait, wait, wait a second. And what I mean is, we rely too much on our interpretation instead of the word. Which builds me to this: What's one of the things that's wrong with the church? Theology is wrong with the church because we make too much out of it. We play word games. We 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 have taken the word of God and <laughs> theologized it so much, yeah. um, so much that it, it no longer represents the inspiration of God. Mm-hmm. It represents the inspiration of man. Mm-hmm. It's the only way that we can look at the same scripture and come to two totally opposite, uh, antithetical, uh, uh, 
ends of the spectrum that I see black and you see white. And if you see white, go with it because it works for you. And if I see black, go with it. It but works for you. Doesn't that come from years of justification of, of what it is? And then you grow up having those thoughts in your head instead of God's word in your head? Sure. I mean, isn't that or how it kind of starts? Even more, God's voice in your head. Well, yeah, because I used to ask you, I, I'd say, I can't hear God. And he said, you have to, you would tell me, get all those other people out of your head telling you what you think yeah. and what you should do from the past. Here's a good example. I'm not sure. I think it's a good example. But you may not. Okay. The, the young people of today. Mm, okay. <laughs> and it's not just the young people. It's all of us. You're in a conversation. You go to a restaurant to sit down as a family, mm-hmm. you and your husband and maybe your 15-year-old son and maybe your 17-year-old daughter, and it's family time. It's time to share. It's time to learn. It's time. And, and this may not be a restaurant. It may be your own kitchen table. And immediately, your children's heads Go down to their hands, not in prayer, but in Google, text, everything. Yes. We say that all the time. Of We spend so much time in this, this whole technological thing of I'm going to find things out. I'm going to, you know, hey, you got a question for me? Instead of let's think about it, let's maybe find out uh, from the person who knows – Let's Google it because Google knows everything, and I'm I'm one of the worst people of that. I Google, find it Google, but when it's related to um, the, when it's related to theology, when it's talking about God, I see God very much right now saying, "Would you please stop reading for a second, trying to figure out what I meant." And ask me, how many times have I said to my son, would you please put the phone down and talk to me? Stop stop trying to read things. Stop trying to do, stop it and just ask me. And I believe that God is calling us as a church for a moment. I'm not saying stop reading scripture. I'm saying, God is saying, stop trying within yourselves to figure out for a moment what I meant and ask me what I meant. Pray, meditate on, on what you've read and let him speak to your heart. Listen for my voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what we, we miss so much is we get so intense upon the word, the written Word of God, the words that are on our page, whether they're NIV or KJV or how they're or splitting hairs. And look at this. That's a participle. He put a period here is what he meant. Instead of trying so hard to do that. Instead of digging so much into the word of God on the page, look more for the word of God in Christ. Because that's the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. We read that in John. 
the word of God is a representation that he's given to us of Christ Jesus. We spend so much time on the words that we forget to seek the word. Well, that's I, what I mean by that. I kind of agree, but I'm not totally on this. I totally an understanding of what you're saying, but I just know that well, I even used if to you call totally it, understood, you probably wouldn't agree. I, I used to call it the word game, where we interpret a word so many ways instead of praying about it, because really, that's the God's theology. spirit right. lives in us, right? And if we listen to that, we will hear the truth, right? So we are fighting. We are using the very thing that God gave to us. To unite us, to divide us. To divide us. It's one of the biggest things and one of the greatest things wrong with the church, simply because we believe that we've got it right. I do it, you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are different in their theological thinking than us do it. We are all wrong in doing it. Mm-hmm. So what it boils down to, and we've only got a few minutes left, but what it boils down to, and we're going to talk about it uh, next week, hopefully if we can get Pastor Charles Kelly here. Um, one of the big questions that I want to ask him is this. Truth to self is not truth at all. Simply because I believe something doesn't make it true. Simply because I am uh, opposed to gay and lesbian ordination doesn't mean I'm right. And just because someone might be in favor of it doesn't mean they're right. For us to serve a higher truth, truth has to be something that isn't from me or you. It has to be something that we've recognized that has the authority to give us that truth. And one of the big questions is that I want to find out is, where do we find that truth? Especially if you can read it and I can read it and we disagree on it. How can that be truth? So it comes in our meditation time. It has our to come time. from someplace else. Yeah. I still say it's putting our minds as kids or in schools or whatever, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot, uh, uh, a lot about that next week. What's wrong with the church? Uh, with the church? Uh, our, we're going to talk some about. Um, where we actually go, what is our well of truth? Where do we seek the truth that isn't necessarily ours, but is truth nonetheless? Mm-hmm. Because each one of each one of our sides believe we're right. Mm-hmm. Each one of our sides believes we're the tr- it's the truth. How can then that be the truth? Somebody has to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. That's what we need to spend time on. Is if both of us look at the same thing, and both of us use the same rationalization, and both of us come up with different answers, one of us is wrong. Or distortions on both sides. And even a distortion then becomes a half truth. Mm-hmm. And truth has to be all truth, or it isn't truth, truth at all. Right. It isn't truth at all in the form of theology mm-hmm. and religion and God. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I said during the break. And you put a pastor that spreads these half-truths out. Look at all mm-hmm. the people he has affected. Right, right. So we're going to talk about that next week. We want you to join us uh, next Friday, June 19th, right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can check us out on our Facebook at Becoming Christlike. You can also follow us on our Twitter 
at uh, Christlike today. Follow us on our webpage at bemorechristlike.com, on our mobile page at m.bemorechristlike.com. You know what? Go and ask that almighty Google. <laughs> Becoming Christlike. Check us out every Friday morning, 8 a.m., Mountain Daylight Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. So for everybody here at the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries, uh, here at Becoming Christlike, for Dawn, for myself, Jimbo, who, again, does a fantastic job in the producer's booth. We want to thank you for listening and encourage you each and every day to become more and more Christ-like. God bless. God bless. Life's been